It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. This is your host, John B. from gangrenenation.com. We are posting the show on Sunday night. You may be listening to it Monday morning in its normal slot because I know you you may check each morning, but we're gonna, we have a lot to get through uh, to kind of clear the deck for what's to come in the offseason. So we're going to post this show on Sunday night. Uh, we're going to see how Monday goes. I have a feeling we're going to get some news on Monday that will require us to post a show, but it won't be up in its normal morning slot. We'll wait to see how the day develops um, because obviously the Jets could be making at least one change, maybe multiple changes among the senior people running the operation. So I, w- I want to see how that plays out. May wait to hear from some of the key figures to speak to the media before we post a show on Monday. Um, Tuesday's New Year's Day. I'm not planning on doing a show then. So this week, you know, it's another holiday week, so our schedule will be a little staggered. But I wanted to start off uh, today because we had a couple of things to discuss. Um, we have a game to talk about as the Jets closed out their season and I, I don't really have a ton of. I mean, I don't really know what you want me to say about that game, uh, but we'll we'll try and put together a few things. But we'll start the show by talking about a contract extension that broke at the end of last week, at the end of the business week, on a player who did not play Sunday. It is Quincy Nunwa, who does re-sign with the Jets. the The, the contract parameters are four years, thirty six million dollars. Lock Nunwa up. Uh, keep him, keep him with the Jets. Um, you know, Nunwa got off to a great start this year. He, he he got off to a really hot start. Then he got banged up, and he just could not keep up the level of production. He really, really kind of uh, fell off as the as the season progressed. You know, early in this year, it felt like he had uh, you know something going with Sam Darnold, and it just did not continue. And then he missed the end of the year with another injury, and you know he started training camp with an injury. So. You know, there are plenty of injury question marks uh, surrounding Anunwa. Is this a great move for the Jets? It's not. It's it's not. I mean, Anunwa is not as productive as Jets fans would like him to be, as, as he's made out to be. I mean, we're talking a guy who really three years in the NFL because his rookie year he spent almost all of it on the practice squad. Then last year he uh, got injured in training camp, so he missed the full season. So really three years in the NFL, 118 catches, 1,621 yards, five touchdowns. So we're talking about a guy who, you know, for he's averaging less than two touchdowns a year. He's averaging a little over 500 yards a year when he plays, and he's suffered multiple big injuries. It's a lot of money. Um, I understand why they did it, though. I, I can't say it's a horrible move at this point. I, I, I get why they did it because this team just hasn't drafted well enough. This team is invested plenty of draft capital at the wide receiver position and gotten very little out of it. You know, in an ideal world, it was the type of guy where you could set a hard line. You know, you say, say we're not going over this dollar amount. And if you want more, you can take your business elsewhere. Unfortunately, the jets aren't in this position. They have very little at the wide receiver position. Uh, they you know, they have to try it. They can't make this supporting cast around Sam Darnold worse. 
Uh, so that required opening the wallet for Nunwa. Now you look at some of the guys who are making comparable salaries. You have Dante Moncrief, $9.6 million a year. You got Marquise Lee, 8.5. Kenny Stills, $8 million. Albert Wilson, $8 million. So and you're talking around 25 or so, 25th or so highest salary at the receiver position in the league before the offseason starts. So I mean, he's not the 25th best receiver, but we're not talking about making him, you know, a guy making the type of money Antonio Brown's making. It's not totally unreasonable. And I like Anunwa. I know Anunwa hasn't been as productive as some of those guys, but I do think he's got a little more upside than a lot of those guys. So it's not out. You know, I, I don't think his production has merited the salary, but I get why they did it. And I think you're, you're playing on upside a little bit. Um, and you know, you need people, you need to put pieces around Sam Darnold. You just don't have a lot of pieces. Now, the one the other thing I'd say is this shows you the limits of what the Jets are going to be able to do in the offseason because if a guy like Quincy Adenua, who has put up 1,600 yards in three seasons, five touchdowns in three seasons, is getting $9 million, it shows you the t- A, the type of player who's going to be available to you. You know, the, the genuine superstars usually don't make it to free agency, but B, just how much money marginal production costs you in free agency. This is $9 million. So, you know, you can say, well, the Jets have $100 million to spend. Doesn't mean they're going to be able to fix all of their needs. You know, free agency is a tool. It's a tool to kind of tweak your roster, to, you know, upgrade a spot here or there. It's not a substitute for drafting well. And the Jets, you know, and we're going to, I'm sure we're going to talk about this plenty in the next few days because I get the feeling. I'm gonna find. We're gonna find out the moves the Jets have made, the decisions that the Jets have made, and I think I'm gonna agree with one of them, and I think I'm gonna heartily disagree with another. So we'll talk about this a little bit more in the days and weeks to come. But you know, free agency is no not a way to build your team in the NFL. It's it's really tough to do it, and this this contract shows you why because this is not a cheap deal for a guy who is. Not been that productive, and again, I, I understand why they're doing it. And look, I, I, it drives me nuts when people try and blame all the ills of this team on the coaching staff. I don't think that that's entirely fair. I think the coaching staff has problems, but it's not mutually exclusive. These are not mutually exclusive things to say the team is run poorly and the coaching staff's not doing a good job. But I would say, and, I, and listen, I think that in general, people are way too quick to, quick to blame the coaching staff or player for lack of production for a player. And I could give you plenty of examples and plenty of reasons for that. But I do think Inunua might be a case where I look at the way the coaching staff's been using him, and I don't love it. And I think he can be better used um, in a different role. I don't think Inunua is you know, a straight X receiver. I don't think he's a – I think you've got to use his versatility a little bit better than the Jets have done. I think you go back – look at what Chan Gailey did with him back in 2015 where – you know, you used his blocking skill. You kind of used him as a substitute tight end. You know, I, I remember the days when people were complaining Chan Gailey never uses the tight end position. I guess they wanted, you know, more Kellen Davis and Jeff Cumberland. Well, they used Anunwa as kind of a substitute for a tight end. It worked well, so you get value out of, out of his blocking. But more than that, he's a guy you want to create mismatches with. I mean, come on, line him up in the backfield. See if you can get him against the linebacker. Uh, you know, try and move him into the slot. See if you can you know, get him against a smaller slot corner. He's a guy I just don't think they've utilized. That. You use him in the run game. He's very good with the ball in his hands. And the Jets used him on screens. But, I mean, they should be trying to manufacture other touches for him. Get him some handoffs. You know, maybe use him on a, on a sweep or something like that. You put him in motion before the snap. Get him, get him, you know, Use him on a sweep. You know, maybe give him a handoff or two out of the backfield. Utilize him. He's, I, I don't think he's a wide receiver as much as he's kind of a hybrid player. He's not quite wide receiver, not not quite tight end, not quite running back, but in the right hands, I think he could be pretty productive. Now, the injuries are going to be a question for him. That's something that's, look, he had an injury that cost him his entire 2017 season. He had three separate injuries this year. So the guy who, you know, is kind of injury prone and probably his play, the playing style that makes him effective, 
probably leads him lends him to be more prone to injuries because you know he's a guy who's very physical he's physical with the ball in his hand so that's you know, that's the type of thing you, you you'll have to deal with it's not a deal that at the end of the day this is not a great deal it's not a deal that you should be i don't think you should be furious with it i understand why they did it it's not ideal but I, I understand the rationale for it. It's always it comes down to how the player actually performs. You know, we can talk about this till the cows come home. But uh, will and then will actually justify the contract. His future production will determine that. I get why they did it. And you know, at the end of the day, this team just cannot. I don't know who that there are going to be that many great weapons, that many areas where you can say that Inunua has no spot on this roster. You just could not let the talent level around Sam Darnold deteriorate further. So I understand the move. I understand the move. And again, this is not like one of those situations. There have been plenty of recent situations where the Jets are making a guy one of the top paid guys in this position, and the guy's not that good. That's not really what's happening here. He's he's getting paid. I mean, the, the amount of money it costs for a marginal receiver around what Inunua was making. So I get it. I, I get it. I think that he's probably a little overrated by the fan base, but I think I see why this move was made. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, MyBookie allows you to create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit on all three, you could turn $100 into $600. College basketball, college football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even esports, you name it. Sign up this week, and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Also, make sure to follow at BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention in DM, not to mention they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks this year in sports. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and to get 50% off your deposit bonus. That's promo code LOCKEDON. You play, you win, you get paid. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now let's talk week 17 of the NFL season. The Jets fall to the Patriots 38-3 in Foxborough. And it's almost becoming an annual event. The Jets always seem to have a late season game against the Patriots where they go up to Foxborough and get crushed. Uh, two years ago, it was week 16. It was Christmas Eve when the NFL was playing on Saturdays uh, because it was uh, the NFL doesn't play on Sunday when it's Christmas Eve. They move their the NFL doesn't move play on Sunday when it's Christmas Day. They move the, that slate of games to uh, Saturday. Then last year, New Year's Eve, the Jets lost week 17 in Foxborough to close out their five and 11 season. Now, of course, today they fall to the Patriots 38-3, to and they end the season at 4-12. and And, uh, look, this coaching staff is obviously on its way out. I think we'll, we'll, we'll find it out in a matter of hours that Todd Bowles has been fired. Most of the senior crew is going to be fired. There may be, you know, there are, there's usually a holdover or two, and we'll probably talk about some of the names in, in days to come. This was not a good performance, but I, I find – it's difficult to lay the blame at the feet of Todd Bowles in this game. 
the Jets had no shot in this game. The Patriots are just a much better team than the Jets are right now. Uh, I mean, I looked at this roster the Jets were putting on the field, and it almost was not a competitive roster. This is not a uh, on its best day. This is not a Jets team that can probably compete with the Patriots. Um, Sam Darnold pretty much needed to have another big game for the Jets to stay in it, and he did not. And that kind of tells you the, the story of this Jets team. You know, you look down the stretch of this season, really almost since that two-game winning streak at home against Denver and Indianapolis, and this team has just played horrible football. And it, it's almost been universal. And really, the only thing that's kind of masked it at all was the performance of Sam Darnold the last two weeks. But the thing about the, the, the two weeks that preceded this, the game against Houston at home and the game against Green Bay at home, it's not like the team was playing great football in either of those games. The quote-unquote vaunted secondary gave up game-winning drives in, in both contests. I did not get a feeling there were a ton of guys on offense who were playing great football. Essentially, this team's offense, its its ability to produce on offense came down to whether Sam Darnold can make great plays, you know, move with the pocket collapsing, throw a t- ball into a tight window to a covered receiver who can't get separation. And he was able to do it the two weeks that preceded this. And that's a positive sign. That's something that should make you hopeful going forward because I do think that I've been saying this for you know probably a year now, even before the draft. I really do believe Sam Darnold is a guy who can be special. But the Jets, need, the Jets just have done a horrible job surrounding him. You look at that offensive line. It's just not good enough. And you look at the, this receiving core. I mean, what did you have running out there today? Now, you'll have a Nunwa back next year. But outside of that, you don't really have a whole lot. I mean, Robbie Anderson was pretty much shut down by Gilmore. Patriots were – I mean, I think we'll look at the game plan, and I think we'll look at the film and see that Patriots felt like Anderson was the only receiving threat the Jets had, um, at least at the wide receiver position, and they had Gilmore follow him. And Anderson's not good enough to beat Gilmore. I mean, Anderson's an NFL player, and you, you saw him flash the last couple of weeks. But I think we've learned this year, and I, I felt like even this, I felt like even heading into the year, Anderson's more of a complimentary part than he is a game, big time receiver. He needs help. He's not going to be a guy who's going to take this take a team over by by himself. Now maybe you know in a one week basis he can he can wreck a game, but he's not a guy who can do it consistently. And at the end of the day. We're talking three years in. He's um, averaging 750 yards or so a year, and that's just that's who he is right now. Maybe he can get better, and sometimes it does happen. You know, sometimes player growth is not always linear. It's not always do the do you know play your first year, get better your second, get better your third, get better your. It sometimes it's linear. Sometimes you have a down year, down year three, and you you move up year four. But I think Robbie's game shows you that he's probably more a complimentary part. I think he is a guy who. Belongs in the NFL and on a cheap deal. He's got some value for this team. He'll have to be re-signed. He'll uh, be a restricted free agent. I think the I don't think the Jets will have much trouble uh, bringing him back if they want. You know, unless they want to move on, which again I might be hesitant to do unless I could get something really good in return. Because again, I don't think you can risk making the the supporting cast of Sam Darnold worse. I, I mean, I'm not sure. That's that's something you can really consider, but you know, I'm looking at the, this, these guys who are out there today for the Jets, and I mean, it's. And I, I think we'll also see that the Patriots, they put Gilmore on Robbie, and I think we'll see that they just tried to double Herndon the whole game. We'll, well, I'll find out when I watch the tape, but I have a feeling we're going to find that out because it was a quiet day for Herndon. And outside of that, I mean, look at this: the offensive line was just awful, and you know, it's it's an offensive line that just the Jets have not 
done a good enough job with the offensive line. They haven't done a good good enough job with, with the skill positions. Uh, you know, Burnett made a few good catches. He's got that chemistry with Sam. He De- Deontay Burnett. He played in college with with Sam. I think he earned a. I think what Burnett earned was was a spot in training camp next year because he made a couple nice plays on a couple really good Sam throws, but. Ultimately, too much of this offense is based on, hey, Sam, go out there and make a spectacular play. And that's just not, a, you know, you need to have more plays where design frees somebody, you know, gives somebody an easy run or something like that. And you need guys who can break plays. You need a game breaker who, you know, you can just toss it to him and have him watch him take the ball 30 yards down the field. Too much of the too much of the burden falls on Sam Darnold, and it has all season long. And listen, Sam's got talent. He can do it at points, but to... Ask him to do it all as a rookie. That was just a recipe for disaster this year for this team. And the last two weeks, the, the Houston game and the Green Bay game, should not fool you. It should not make you think this Jets team this Jets team is closer than it really is. It, it just shouldn't because the, the quarterback played great and the roster was so bad that the Jets lost those two games. And if you have any doubt, this game was a reality check. And then you look on defense. I mean, the... The cornerback group is just not that good. And it's one thing to not be good. How about your $72 million leader? Apparently, reportedly, you know, skipping meetings, skipping practices this week. Trumaine Johnson's a healthy scratch. And, I mean, Bulls had to deactivate him for this game. And what a joke. I mean, this could this contract look any worse? And, you know, I hear a lot about talk about culture, how, you know, McCagnan's changed the culture. Let me tell you something. If you were actually worried about culture... You wouldn't care about the dead money. You'd get this guy out of here. You'd send this guy on the first train out of town, first plane out of town. I mean, what a joke. What a This contract, he, he made some comment after the game about how he, he was late for a meeting because he slept. He overslept. I mean, give me a break. You, uh, this guy, when you give a guy a contract like that, you're expecting him to be a leader. You, you're, you're making him one of your cornerstone guys. You can't. These guys can't be doing this stuff. These guys need to show professionalism. You, you need that out of the, your highest paid guy. You can't ask the coach. Uh, the, there's only so much the coach can do. Now, we're talking a rookie. We're talking you know, a role player. I can see, I can see where you, you'd blame the coach for this, but the coach is making like less than half of what this guy's making. How's the coach going to have any sway over this guy? You need guys who are self-starters. You, you think Tom Brady is doing this in New England? You think that's ever happening with with the star players? It's I know not all the star players are you know the easiest guys to deal with in the locker room, but for a guy to just check out like this is just it boggles them. After the season he's had, the joke. I mean, the, keep cashing your checks, Tremaine. Keep cashing your checks, and the re, the rest of the cornerback group, you know, not not that good. Claiborne missed this game. Buster Screen was had trouble. Richard Robinson, who, you know, the Jets gave up a draft. The Jets essentially got gave up a draft pick for somebody who has the talent level of a street-free agent. They gave up a draft pick for that. And that's, that's what the Jets did a year ago. That, that guy, was he looked lost in this game. Uh, not enough of a pass rush. A you know, third straight year where seven sacks is seven sacks or less is what tops the Jets. You know, not, 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 not enough pass rushing talent on, the, on this team. Avery Williamson, a rough game. The linebackers, you know, we talked in the, the preview show about how the linebackers against the New England backs would be a key matchup. Uh, the New England backs won that matchup. Uh, Avery Williamson was burned for a touchdown. Neville Hewitt was burned for a touchdown. The Hewitt touchdown was rough because, I mean, it was against James White, but when you get, he, he had inside leverage and got beat inside. That's, 
I know James White's tough, but you can't allow that. It's one thing that James, it'd be one thing if James White took that option route and went outside. He didn't. He went inside when Hewitt was playing inside. That's it's tough to excuse. Um, just ugly, and the Jets just don't have enough talent on this team. If, if you told me that you watched that game and came away thinking that the pro- only problems are coaching, that the Jets have the talent level to play with New England, the first, I am immediately booking you an appointment with an eye doctor because I'm questioning whether you can see. This team just lacks the talent, and that's what this game came down to. I thought the team played hard. I don't think the team quit. Um, I, I just... And like I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was a great coaching job, and I don't think Todd Bowles ever got this team to play above its talent level. But we need to acknowledge that this team's talent level is not good enough, and that team that took the field in this game had no shot unless Sam Darnold did something special. And that's not where this team should be at this point of the general manager's tenure. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There was some other action around the NFL uh, today. Uh, a couple of quarterback performances of note. Uh, Kirk Cousins, not a very good game. Vikings have a shot to make the playoffs get in with a home victory over the Bears. Cousins does not play well. The Vikings lose second time in, what, three years. Kirk Cousins has had a chance to carry his team to the playoffs in a home game. Did, is not able to come through. And I know it's a team game. I know it's not only Cousins' fault, but... You know, just to remind you, the Jets were the highest bidder on Jets. As crazy as that contract, as bad as the contract the Vikings gave him looks, just remember the Jets wanted to give him more. Mike McCagden offered him more money. So sometimes, sometimes the best moves are the lucky ones, or the the ones you luck out of not making. Because the Jets wanted him uh, down in again, with the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, our old friend Teddy Bridgewater, play plays, and not a good game for the Saints. Not a good game for Teddy. Um, I wish him well, and I, I like Teddy. I think he's. I think he's got a future in the league, but this should just be a reminder. It's something I've been hearing all year long about how the, the Jets should have stuck with Teddy, how the, the season would not have been different. And I think this game kind of shows you that. Teddy, I, and and I think the last two weeks should also show you that because you could not have gotten better quarterback performance than the Jets got in week 15, week 16, and they still couldn't win. Wish Teddy well. I think he, think, still think he's got a good future. Not, an easy, not the easiest spot today, uh, but you know, not a great performance by Teddy. Uh, other news, the Jets secured the number three overall pick in the draft with their loss uh, combined with other NFL action. The Jets don't get help from Arizona. They don't get help from San Francisco. Both those teams lose, so they'll pick in front of the Jets. Um, they also do not get help in terms of the f- strength of schedule tiebreaker, which could have helped them pass San Francisco. The Niners got a few breaks um, in the early action week 17 so the Jets will pick third overall which is where they were a year ago but of course this time they won't have to trade up to get it. last year they had to trade three second round picks to move up from six to three this year they'll start at three in terms of the teams in front of the Jets you know not ideal you the problem is that neither neither of those teams needs a quarterback and in, in the Jets situation where the Jets have their quarterback you want you want the teams in front of you to need a quarterback because that's where they'll pick and they'll essentially 
the players who interest you will fall. And also because those other teams don't have a quarterback, they may be apt to trade down to a quarterback-needy team. So it's not impossible, but it's also not impossible for the Jets to trade down if they want to. Of course, you can remember a year ago, the Jets traded to three to get their quarterback. So there may be some team looking to trade to three. Some team may not be willing to meet Arizona's price or San Francisco's price. Those teams may not be interested in trading down. You, you never know. So you know, plenty to we'll have plenty to dissect over the next few months as we kind of focus on, turn our focus to the draft. But we now know where the Jets will pick. They'll be third overall. Um, you know, there were some ho- little, there were some faint hopes of moving up to number one overall starting the day. There were some legitimate hopes of maybe moving up to two overall, but not to be as the Jets end up picking third overall. So we'll now turn our attention to what the heck the Jets are going to do in the off season in terms of will the general manager be around? We think the coach is going to be gone. It would be the shock of shocks if we found out that Todd Bowles returns to this team tomorrow. If we, if we don't find out by early morning, the last few times the Jets have made a change. Uh, for either coach or GM, it's usually been done by early morning tweet. So we'll keep an eye on Twitter. Now they tell them they don't fire him over Twitter. You know, they're, they're not, you know Todd Bowles is not going to find out by reading a, a tweet that he's been fired. But the Jets, Jets will inform him and then they'll tweet out the news. And then we'll probably see a news conference uh, later on in the day where the Jets will explain what happens. And you know, we'll find out whether McCagnan's back, which... I don't need to tell you how I stand on it, uh, and we'll t- I'll tell you what I think of the move the Jets make tomorrow if they do keep McCagden or if they get rid of him. Anyway, that's all. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify. Leave the show a good review in iTunes if you enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and or Monday, and we'll, I presume you know, our schedule is a little bit up in the air. I presume, though, we'll probably have a show Monday. I think I think the news will merit a new episode of the show on Monday. We'll talk to you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.